Welcome, friends, to episode 107 of Revisiting Sunnydale. I'm Camila. I'm Marcella. Do I have the right notes open this time? Yes, I do. Mm -hmm. Great. All right. Mm -hmm. So... (laughs) <laughs> thanks for hanging in there with us we are still chucking along in this quarantine state uh and i know like th- uh, hopefully by the time this airs like things will be back to normal because i know i'm like four episodes behind in editing and posting so maybe things will be back and this will be a distant memory by the time this airs but as of right now in pennsylvania we are still on lockdown and we are still or uh, what in allegheny our, our county is getting ready to open up to yellow which I just watched a bunch of things on YouTube because I don't watch real TV. I get all my information <laughs> from YouTube. <laughs> um, and I was watching because I, I was thinking, okay, we're moving into the yellow, but what does that mean? Right. Like, am I allowed to see people? Am I allowed to hug people yet? Like, I think it's what, like gatherings less than 25. Yes. Supposed to be okay. And then what I kept saying, they keep saying on the news, they're like gatherings of less than 25 are okay. And I'm like, Okay, but what does that mean? Do I still have to say six feet apart from like if I can have 25 people in my backyard, do we all still have to be six feet apart? Do we still have to have a mask? Yeah. And then Channel 11, which is why I like Channel 11 more, they were like, you can be in a gathering of 25 people, but you still have to have a mask on Mm -hmm. and still maintain social distancing. So I like the way the UK is doing it better. They were, they're slowly reopening and they said, uh, you can be with one person outside of your household uh-huh. with a mask and still remain two meters apart. That makes more sense to me than just like mm-hmm. cramming like 25 people. It's good. Right. It still seems dangerous. Mm-hmm. I, Not so, doing it. No, no. So <laughs> it's, it's funny because I still keep hearing like random people and they're like, yeah, you know, every, everything is cool on Friday. We're going to have a gathering. You should come over. No, no, no. Nope. <laughs> I bet you I don't. Nope. <laughs> i'll we're see you still, in about a year right i'm still on red in my household mm-hmm. so i'm just gonna because we're still waiting for the to see what everything what those other counties were doing like we didn't even wait to see what right. happened like other counties opened up last friday and that's when they announced the next counties it's like no 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 let's wait and see what see? yeah <laughs> anybody hear from those counties it's like they've been open a smooth 12 hours and y'all are already planning the next wave like that's not that's not how this should be working like everybody's yeah. like oh, we're all very anxious and antsy and wanting things to get back to normal and i and i feel for businesses that are losing out right now but i mean damn like you right. can't make money if you're dead so i don't know right <laughs> like, and at the same which, time when when i am at the store and somebody comes around the corner i'm like get away from me Exactly. I'm like, don't come in my aisle. This is my aisle. I immediately when I'm done. (laughs) Like, and I haven't like been. I've been home and to the studio. I haven't even been out into like public places and spaces yet. And when I walk out of the door of my studio, I'm like looking around, like (laughs) it's coming down the street. And then like, if they do, it's like "Ah!" they shut the door real quick. (laughs) Even though I'm wearing a mask and Uh gloves, carrying. Uh wipes i still don't want so i noticed that you uh posed the question for this quarantine week as to what you're reading what are you, i am in the middle of like three different books right now <laughs> catch up on like my years year <laughs> worth of old magazines oh <laughs> so. yes i'm so guilty of getting magazine subscriptions for free and i just they come and i put them on a shelf right Exactly. Like I used to look I, at the pictures, but now I come and it goes on the show. Yeah, like I just just read an Entertainment Weekly uh, that was talking with the Hobbs and Shaw cast on the cover. So just, <laughs> just to let you know, I am uh, on my on my magazine radar. But yeah, that's uh, I'm like reading that that and horror noir, which is the history of black horror cinema. And um, another book about not being not being a guilty mom. I forget the name of it. My sister and I started like a a little book club. Oh, <laughs> that's help. so cute. <laughs> and um, what is considered yeah. black horror? What is a black horror movie? Well, it's more like the history of blacks in horror. Okay, um, I would. Candyman is probably like you know one of the first ones that come into mind, and also uh, the Tales from the Hood. Mm-hmm. Um, the although, Blade 
fit that category? I would think it uh, personally, I think it does. But uh, again, I don't know if everybody thinks of it even as a horror film. Yeah. Um, I think everybody just thinks of it more as action or superhero. Yeah. Even yeah, now it's a Marvel film. Right, exactly. But yeah, it's a, but it's a really interesting book. Um, you know, it starts off in like the 30s and stuff. And I got to meet the woman who wrote it, and she is just she's just the sweetest, darlingest thing. Like you just wouldn't imagine. <laughs> she's a professor, I think, in Texas uh, at Texas A and M, and um, I think she teaches like this is a this is her class, which. T- Dude, I would wish I would, right. could only wish I would have had a class like that. Right. Um, but there's also a documentary that's on Shutter right now for, by the same name, uh, Horror Noir, which is really, really great, and you should check it out. I am reading uh, a few things as well because I can never finish anything. <laughs> I get bored really quickly, and if it makes me fall asleep, then I don't really pick it up that soon. Right. So I'm trying to read the very last issue of the Buffy comic. Okay. I've been trying for like six months. <laughs> I get one page in and I'm like. <laughs> That's sad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the, it's gone so far off the rails, like oh. making Giles a teenager and then. Leaving him as such. Like... Yeah. Just leaving him that way. And then, then they, they made him old again. In the Like, Okay. And then I'm reading Stephen King's The Institute. Is that one of the newer ones? It is one of the newer ones. Because I was kind of intrigued by that. Yeah. It's supposed to be, I think, about kids with powers. But I got so freaked out because he, um, there's a character in it whose name is Marcella. Oh, really? Yeah, except they call her Marcy. And I was like, don't even, don't you dare. (laughs) That's not going to be a thing. Stop telling people that that's a nickname. (laughs) Yeah, that's not a nickname for, mm -mm, stop it. (laughs) And then I'm... I've also been for about a year been trying to read Bella Thorne's book of poems. Is Bella Thorne some actress? Yeah. Actress, yeah. singer, dance person all around. Like Disney I saw star turned. Okay. I saw her show up on the masked singer. Uh-huh. Alert. Yeah. And I was like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> <laughs> She's been in a couple getting, like, horror really... movies. But they were like four people on there that I had no clue who they were yeah. <laughs> once they unmasked. I'm like, this isn't even fun for me anymore. Yeah. I can't even can't possibly guess these people I don't know. That's what we were saying too. Like, if, if it's going to keep going this way, we're going to quit watching it because I don't even know who the fuck you are. Like, so, what's a, you know, whatever, Sawyer. <laughs> uh, she, the JoJo, we knew her because of Dance Moms. Oh. She was on Dance Moms. Yeah. Um, she was on Dance Moms, and she's also, if you, next time you're at the store, just take a glance at the uh, Teeny Bot magazines. Oh, she's probably all over them. She's all over them, and she has her own. Oh, really? And she's got her own bow line, where she sells those big-ass bows she wears in her hair. She has reached a Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen level of oh, dominating okay. all forms of media. Wow. It's impressive. Wow. wow. Yeah. I wonder what, when she looks back like 10, 15 years from now at the outfits that she chose to wear, how that's going to make her feel. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. Or all those bows. Right. She's going to hit that Disney star, I'm going to do Playboy face real soon. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why they all go that way. <laughs> you know, I would it's hope like- they have better people in their lives to tell them they don't have to do that. Right. And I feel like it's, to me, it's like the other, the 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 other end of the spectrum. Like all of Prince, most of Prince's people that <clears throat> he protegeed or were in his band or whatever. Once they left Prince and the Revolution and all that stuff, they all went straight to church. Yeah. Like, yeah. All immediately, like all about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> like, what, what things did you see and or do? <laughs> Or in the purple rain that you had to like immediately go I need to repent like I just get so that's what <laughs> uh, the other thing I highly recommend and I posted it on Facebook was we just got done watching Hollywood yeah I wanted to start that um, I was going I'm going to start that next I just finished dead to me how was that it's so good I love it, it so much 
Christina Applegate, I love her so much. And just like the, her sarcasm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look at that, it makes me think of Endgame because of Linda Cardellini. And then I start thinking about Endgame and I start thinking about who paid his wife's cell phone for the five years that they were gone, that, that she just called him when she got, who was paying that bill? That's what Raven's question was. Who is paying that bill? I mean, I yeah, I don't know. Because <laughs> he kept calling and listening to her voicemail. Right. But I guess he did. He I guess he was. The, I'm, I'm going to just keep. I'm right. Or to keep this family like, plan. Direct about like it was <laughs> it was an automatic withdrawal every month and you know how everybody knows how that goes. You just forget that it's happening. <laughs> Audible. Which is this? Oh, every month when I get that email that's like your new Audible credit, I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> I forgot again. All right. All right then, so let's Let's get into this season six, episode six, all the way. Original air date October thirtieth, two thousand one, which is perfect because this is a Hollywood or a Hollywood Halloween theme episode written by Stephen S. Denight, directed by David Solomon. Dawn discovers her crush has a deadly secret. Dawn's in trouble. It must be Tuesday, which yeah, right? Yes. <laughs> so, um, our guest stars we got Amber as Tara. Kevin, uh-huh. Reese, as Kevin instead of Kevin. His name is Kevin. Ooh, Cat Kattenbach, Amber as Janice, and Dave Power as Zach. You know what? I was so surprised at how young Amber Tamlin was in this episode. Like, yeah, it <laughs> it just it didn't seem right because she feels so much older. Like she's, I feel like she's like around our age, but damn, like she was a baby in this episode. Yeah. And it's 2001. Was it, was this before uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pantaloons? I like this episode. I mean, I like all of the Halloween episodes. It was just four years before Sisterhood. So oh, wow. Sisterhood was like 2005. <clears throat> wow. I wonder if she's still married to David Cross, which I, I think they are. Weird. They've had some kids. Whoa, wow. Mm-hmm. They've had some babies. Good for them. <clears throat> so, yeah, you like this episode. I do. <laughs> Why? Um, I like I several aspects of this episode. I like the burgeoning relationship between Spike and Buffy. Mm-hmm. Like, their growing chemistry. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. Buffy's total lack of respect for Giles to just be like, you disciplined Dawn. <laughs> and it's a Halloween episode. I like all of the Halloween episodes. Interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, it's not terrible, but it's just not one of my favorites. I think I usually skip it just because there's such an excess of Dawn that like, every time it she's on a- the screen, I just want to shake her. It is like, a lot of Dawn. So many poor choices right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so many. Like, and I understand this is like normal teenage rebellion crap, but damn. Damn it, girl. Like, Slayer. Your sister yeah. is a Slayer. You've seen way more shit than most than your average teenager. You know better. Like, right. everything's just what I'm like. You know better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know better. So it's Halloween, and everyone, Giles is having a sale at the Magic Box. Everyone, most of, mostly everybody is in some sort of costume. Actually, no. It's just Anya, Xander, and Giles uh-huh. who are in a costume. Yeah, which I find kind of disrespectful to the whole thing. Yep. <laughs> Why, like Willow, you couldn't be bothered to put on a mask or something? Like right? I don't understand. Some kids ears, at least. <laughs> Anya's outfit's barely a costume. It's just some hot pants okay. and a shirt. Right. Exactly. Like I think the only thing that makes it a costume is her roller skates. Like yeah, maybe, maybe. Which I also find it surprising that she knows how to do roller skates. Right. So do I. Very well. Also. Yeah. Oh, and Dawn is still a klepto. So, because... Because <laughs> haven't we already... Didn't she already get caught from ste- by stealing? No. Yeah, caught not yet. Stealing? Not I yet. Thought that, what? Why do I... Wasn't there an episode that we just talked about that maybe... Okay, I guess not. I guess I just, was just... I went ahead. 
I guess. Yeah, it's a lot of times it ends up staying on and I just because I like this season. So I end up, I get sucked in and I just end up four or five episodes deep after the one we're supposed to talk right. about. And this is actually, I think, the kickoff of her cleftedness. Oh, okay. Of her thievery. Okay. I just noticed she had a Hello Kitty tank top on. That's gross. A dazzled Hello yeah. Kitty tank top. That's, That's gross. So they're going through all this stuff, and Don is just like, you know, too good for it. And there's this, that, and the other. Buffy goes down. Buffy goes down to the basement to go find something. Uh, but she Mandrake finds Spike. Root. She finds Spike. Who's stealing? Of- Speaking of kleptos, mm-hmm. he's just like literally just thieving around in there for what was it? Berber Something weed. Berber weed to make the blood hot and spicy. Mm-hmm. Can't just use some Franks or some hot red pepper, red hot pepper flakes. Like, why, why does it have to be like this? And why do you have to steal it? Right, from? right. But they're so cute. Like their chemistry is so cute in this scene. And they're it so is. close to each other, and it's just so cute. It is, but it's also, I'm, I'm kind of confused at how we got to, I, I mean, I guess the last episode was her out drinking with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But, but still, it's just like, I don't know, it just seems a little, the way she reacts when she's like all flustered, and he's like, you ready for some, you want to do some hot and t- rough, rough, rough and, and <laughs> She's like all <laughs> What? like it just doesn't seem like she should react like that and let like i feel like there was we were missing a scene or something where he again uh talked about his love for her or uh like more recently or she realized that maybe she has some like weird feelings for him too like she would totally you know ride that pony right (laughs) circumstances so it just a little bit much but um and she even does say afterwards, so much easier to talk to when he wanted to kill me. Right. Like, it, I don't know. It just seemed like it, it, that it, it just seemed misplaced. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she he was like, you know, you want to uh, rough and tumble? I mean, you want to go patrolling? She's like, no, that's cool. <laughs> and he's like, fine, I got plans anyway. The great pumpkin's on in 30. I love it. <laughs> my dude. My dude. <laughs> I love it. Spike loves television. Like, he's quite <laughs> the uh, lover of TV. He loves Passions, The Great Pumpkin, right. Dawson's I, Creek. <laughs> I would really like it if somebody did something, like if there was like a, a fake Twitter account or something and someone just like did TV reviews <laughs> as Spike. That's, that's, that'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Buffy's back behind the counter with Giles because Xander got really annoying and Giles kicked him out. <laughs> As as Xander does. <laughs> what I like about this is there's a tiny bit of foreshadowing in this episode with like Xander's you. pirate costume and his eye patch. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a very unfortunate thing that happens to Xander, spoiler alert, in right. season seven that has to do with an eye patch and Caleb. And <sighs> I just remembered that really nasty thing he says about party in his eye socket and everybody's invited. Oh, Xander. Oh, Xander. The, the perpetual line jumper. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, so then we meet the old man. He's just like walking down the street humming Pop Goes the Weasel, but not the third base 90s classic. Nope, not the one we like. He and somehow also, makes it even creepier than the actual Jack in the Box. Right. And he turns it into, he like starts to make up his own little words. Like... It's like it's a song about Halloween. Happy Halloween. (laughs) And your first initial reaction is, ew, where are we going in this episode? Right. He's like walking amongst all the trick-or-treaters and like leering at everybody, all the children that go by. And he goes into his little house and he's just all creepy and whatnot. So everything about him suggests that he's up to no good. Mm -hmm. He gets out a big old giant knife, starts playing with it. And then remarkably... Now we hit the credits. I feel like this is one of the biggest intro, like longest intros in the show. (laughs) It was a really long cold open. Yeah. Like, I feel like we are like 10 minutes deep into the episode. Seven minutes. (laughs) We're seven minutes deep into the episode at this point. (laughs) Now we're back. It's like a long time. (laughs) We're back in the magic box and um, 
they're all closed and everybody's pooped, but Anya is dancing her booty off and showing Dawn her not so sweet dance moves. <laughs> apparently, the dance, she, uh, the capitalist superiority. <laughs> apparently, she does this every night when she closes out the register. <laughs> and Xander's like it's looking so at her and sighs, I'm going to marry that girl. But the way he says it doesn't sound sweet and wistful or hopeful. <laughs> I'm also not entirely sure he was talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and now there's Buffy. Right. Buffy thinks <laughs> about Dawn. And she responds accordingly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I don't think they touch enough on in the comic about how grossed out everyone should be that they actually get together and have a child. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that should make everybody much more uncomfortable than mm-hmm. it does. Um, it's weird. Weird. It's all very weird, and I would never, ever, ever, ever forgive a friend of mine for doing something like that. Like if you knew my kid, my kid sister as a child, mm-hmm. and you were a full ass adult when, <laughs> during right. this time period, like it's not excusable. No, it's not okay. It's <laughs> but Dawn's also not real. <laughs> I mean, she's real. <laughs> But she didn't start out as, re- you know, she, he didn't really know her. He only knew her from when she was 14, I guess. I guess. I guess it's all just a really extremely gray, icky it's area. A gray, icky area. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. So, Xander, it's time to go ahead and uh, announce that they're going to get married. Him and Anya's. Mm-hmm. And they have a really gross, deep kiss that... <laughs> Clues us in on a little fact that Giles has been keeping from everyone. <laughs> this is kind of, this is my burn. I think this is the best one that I could, uh-huh. could see. And um, <laughs> while they all awkward, like the, after they congratulate Xander and Anya and after, you know, and they start to make out there and everyone's awkwardly staring at them. And Buffy's like, what? They're, they're engaged. Did you know about this? And Giles like, no, unless I blocked it from my memory, much as I will Xander's vigorous use of his tongue. <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes off his glasses and starts to clean them furiously yep. <laughs> Buffy's like oh, is that what you is that why you clean your glasses <laughs> you just tell no one <laughs> you don't have to see what we're doing <laughs> I love it and if you think back to the years of them in high school he is cleaning his glasses a lot <laughs> right exactly <laughs> mostly like the inappropriate times mm-hmm. with they decide to throw the gang a little get-together, little engagement party back at Buffy's house. Which, I mean, it doesn't, like, it's it's sweet that they want to do it, but I don't think we needed to do it, like, right away. Y'all could have planned it. Like, right? It didn't need to be, like, right away. We're already tired. Like, right. I'm about to like, go to bed. Right? I mean, <laughs> we get together this weekend? Like, I mean. And Tara's like, yeah, we'll have a better party and we'll even have time to decorate. And Willow's like, why wait? And she uses a spell. And suddenly there's decorations. Now Tara seems a little little miffed by this. Later on, they're in the kitchen. And Tara's like, you know, the store's still open. We could have gone and bought decorations. And Willow's very blasé. And then this becomes a spat. Yep. Tara's like, you know, basically you're overusing magic for shit that we can't, that, that you could just do regularly. And there's just this whole, like, back and forth. And, you know, it's typical, like, Willow is just, like, basically doesn't see what's wrong. She's defending herself. And he's like, you know, well, I could, I could, we could fight monsters with it just regular, too. But I wouldn't recommend it with sticks and stones or some mm-hmm. shit. And it's like, that's not, you know damn well that's not what I meant. Right. That's not the same. <laughs> I'm talking about you magically flushing the toilet when you could have just pressed the button. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And Giles looked at Tara, too. So there's, like, this unspoken, like, worried look between the two of them. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, Dawn walks in while they're having their, while Willow and Tara are having their little spat in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. Which is going to become very important. Right. In the next episode. And, um, you know, Dawn's like, you know, sorry. And Willow's just like, nah, that's cool. We're done. And walks out. Like, bitch. Right. (laughs) Oh. Uh, no, we're not. I'm pretty sure I got more to say. But, uh, all right. So it's becoming like this pattern where Willow just dismisses Tara and 
her concerns and worries and thoughts. And so when things start to go south, it's, it's, I I have very little sympathy for Willow mm-hmm. like later on because she, because she just starts to be like really nasty towards Tara. And it gets a little bit worse in this episode. Yes, it does. Very disrespectful, actually. Right. right. So Dawn is like congratulating everyone again. And she's saying, you know, Anya's very lucky to have found a guy like Xander. And he's like, not as lucky as me. He's so stupid. Huh? So like, ugh. <laughs> and then she's like, all right, peace out. I'll see you guys tomorrow. And Buffy's like, whoa. Tomorrow? <laughs> What's that? What now? do you mean tomorrow? <laughs> and she's like, remember I told you I was going to go sleep at Janice's tonight? You know, you said I could. Buffy is like either not paying attention to Dawn at all because she appears to have no recollection of ever having this conversation. None. None whatsoever. Now I more think it's more a teenage ploy. You know, remember when you said I could do this right. thing? Right. That we never actually talked about. <laughs> right. You said it was okay. Don't back out now. Right. Otherwise, you'd be a liar. <laughs> and she does it in front of everybody. Right. And, and Buffy's just like, oh, like I don't Buffy's know. Looking around everybody too, kind of for a lifeline. And right. Then, uh, I don't know. She even says, Giles, what do you think? And he's like, I think you should figure your shit out on your own. <laughs> That's what I not think. Right. Mm-hmm. Not place. She's not my child. Right. So Buffy agrees. Also, wouldn't that have been a better? Oh, so much better. If so... she was like the like ghost child of Giles and Joyce. Right. If they had put some of Giles' stuff in there, mm-hmm. like that would have been amazing. That would have made her work. Love that. Mm-hmm. So Buffy lets her go and she's like, you know, she's four blocks away. I'm just going to go right over there. So she goes and oh, surprise, it's teenage hijinks. She goes and meets Janice like in the middle of the fucking woods or something. I don't know, on the street somewhere. And mm-hmm. apparently it's the old age old. And I highly, I really hope this trick doesn't still get pulled. I mean, it made sense in the 50s to the 80s maybe. But mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, I told my mom I'll be staying at your house and you told your mom you staying at my house and nobody checked. Right. See, nobody picked up the phone to see if they were little liars, which it seems right. like she would have done because she was really hesitant to let her go anyway. Well, there's a weird thing where when they meet up with the guys in the park, Apparently, Janice has been dating Zach because, you know, she's like, oh, hey, baby, hey, baby, how are you? Gross. Uh And they introduce Justin to Dawn, and she's like, oh, yeah, I've seen you at a couple parties. What parties? Right. That's what I was thinking. A party. When have you been to parties, Dawn? What parties? And also, like, are these dudes newly turned vampires? Right. And how long has Janice been dating old dude do they actually go to their school or do they just hang around out around the school like it wearing a letterman jacket right exactly because like if you're in ugh, yeah I have so many questions so many <laughs> questions like if he especially Justin Zach I could maybe see just being a weird hanging right. around at night and her right. only seeing him at night right but you're wearing a letterman jacket right a Sunnydale letterman a jacket. Sunnydale letterman jacket which Don just has a thing for that's her type. <laughs> that is her type. And she, I mean, if he's a, if he's an athlete, then he would be missed. Like there should be signs of him missing if he was, a, yeah. Right. And if he was still like poking around at parties and stuff and nobody is missing him, as, are you still staying with your parents? Right. Because your parents would most definitely still be missing you. Or did you kill right. your parents? Like or did you eat your parents? So many questions. So much. <laughs> so much. So any who's um the little tiny baby teenage sparks fly. And it's um <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous because and you know, and I'm sure at some point most of us at this age are guilty of having done this, but they just follow the boys around as they vandalize random properties and stuff and just like, oh, just hanging out and it's just <laughs> So the guys are just like egging houses and shit and deflating air and mm-hmm. and car tires. <gasps> Throwing eggs at posters of witches and Dawn goes off on some weird tirade about how witches can be pretty. <laughs> Dawn, do you do you speak to people? <laughs> have you been in, have you been to a party because you said you have then you don't act like you've been around other people 
frightened social situation. I mean, right. Witches don't really look like that. <laughs> what? Uh, okay. You know a lot of witches, do you? What? No. No. I'm just saying. Some people might say. <laughs> and we, we keep cutting back and forth between, like, the engagement party and the hijinks with Dawn. I like all of the non-Dawn stuff. <laughs> all right. of the Dawn stuff is kind of sick and gross right. in this episode. I hate it all. <laughs> but back at the engagement party... Giles is telling Xander, you know, he's a wonderful ex-demon. I'm sure you'll have many years of non-hell bliss together. And then he asks Xander a very crucial question. Is she moving in with you? And Xander's like, huh? Xander starts to have heart palpitations. Already. (laughs) Right, dude, you <laughs> like well, a half an hour. <laughs> the thought of her moving in with, like, you asked her to marry you, but her moving in with you—that seems to be too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just too he didn't much. think this through. No, not at, at all. all. Does Giles mention something about children? Or no, that's later. Like Anya, yeah, on the list of getting a house and children and a dog and a car, and, <laughs> and he starts shitting himself. <laughs> <laughs> So then we go back to the stupid children and they've arrived at Kaltenbach's house. And that's going to be their last prank for the evening because Janice has said, are we done with this dumb shit? Like, <laughs> can we please do something else? And I'm like, thank you, Janice. Right. <laughs> <I appreciate it. laughs> so, so they're, they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, you know, this is, I guess, every neighborhood or at least every neighborhood on television with teenagers has an old weird guy in the neighborhood that everyone's got a weird like backstory for him. It's like, oh, it's old Kraken Bond and blah, blah, blah. And so they say they're going to go smash his jack-o'-lanterns, which is just fucking rude. It is rude. <laughs> it's so rude. And then... Uh, the dare Janice to do it. She's like, fuck no. And Dawn's dumbass is like, I'll do it. I'll do it. <sighs> okay, you idiot. So Dawn. she does. She goes up there and grabs, snatches up his pumpkin. And she's like, ha, look at me being bad. And he comes <laughs> up and snatches her dumbass up. Exactly. And I'm like, that's what you get. Take her. She's mm-hmm. yours. Yep. <laughs> and so the guys run over there. And the one that Zach is so lame. Like, these are the lamest vampires I've ever seen. So He's like, don't make me go kung fu on you, man. And not to mention just like Justin with his fucking light ass talking. Like he talks right? like a whisper. So annoying. Don't, don't touch her. Leave her alone. <laughs> and Kaltenbach is just like, oh, that's okay. I'm not. Come on in. Uh, no. No. I sure won't. Spots. But these four, two of them being idiots, the other two being vampires vampires they're like yes let's go in please well janice is like we are so not going in there (laughs) janice is the voice of reason in all of this she's the one that is not happy about being there and then kaltenbach takes it one step further he's like daddy's got a treat for you no you don't sir (laughs) i have i wish you would not refer to yourself as my daddy right i don't like it (laughs) that's where the cricket sound comes in Yep. Yep. Uh, I'm just gonna go home now. I just uh, I've I've made a terrible mistake. Yep. My life choices have been bad. <laughs> so bad. So then he takes them in the house because they go in for some reason, and he proceeds to tell them that he worked in toys, and he made the toys until the incident. We never find out what the incident was. We sure don't. <laughs> And he's like, I'm so curious, <laughs> right? I mean, uh, <clears throat> at that moment, it's like, excuse me, sir. <laughs> what? <is this? laughs> now, see, if this were this kind of shows the show's age at the same time, because if the show was set now, as soon as he said that he took the other one in the kitchen, everybody on that couch would have been on their phone Googling right. Kaltenbach and the incident. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> And that's all you would have had to do is look it up. All right. And you'd have been like, we need to go. He ate a kid. Like, we need to go. 
<laughs> so he's got all these toys around, and he's like, oh, it was so great to make toys, and has nothing like watching a kid's look on the, the look on a kid's face when they open up your toys at Christmas. And I'm questioning, like, why? How do you know exactly? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is but that okay. an incident? <laughs> Just like hanging out in people's houses on Christmas morning, just Outside like kind of window, <laughs> just kind of peeking at them. I just want to see the children open their gifts. Oh, no. So, so, so that- why he needs help in the kitchen? Oh, he ca- he's like the Sally want to help me in the kitchen or something. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Justin's just like the Sally's not much for the cooking. Hey. <laughs> You don't even know me. (laughs) I mean, thank you for taking that. Like, I don't want to go in the kitchen with this old man, but. (laughs) You still, still you don't know me. (laughs) (laughs) So Justin goes in the kitchen with him and turns out Kotbuck just made some adorable Rice Krispies. And he was going to cut them up for for the gang to eat. Right, these is like the really festive Rice Krispie treats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, Little pumpkins and grass tufts. <laughs> instead, Justin eats him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's a whole mm-hmm. there's a whole thing, uh, uh, there's a whole like ruckus in the kitchen. He comes running out and he's like, let's go, I snatched his wallet. <sighs> and is, and that, believe- is that the first reveal that they're I think so, yeah. Vampires. Yeah. And we're supposed but, to be like, oh, that makes sense. Right. Because there's all that little, like, we had little, like, breadcrumbs, mm-hmm. sort of, kind of, when they're like, uh, Justin and Zach are talking, like, oh, is she, she going to be the one you're going to go? Are you going to go all the way with her? And, you know, oh, obviously, right. we, just, we just think that he means boner, but no. No. Thinking about turning her. Like, yeah. is she going to be a tasty treat or eternal flame? I don't know. <laughs> Which this is just not how vampires work. You guys are so lame. I'm just gonna go with the fact that they've only been vampires for like a year, maybe. So, <laughs> so back at the engagement party, <laughs> uh, Xander is losing his shit. He's not comfortable at all. He's starting to freak out, and. Buffy decides that she's going to take him outside. But before that, there is another little burn in here that I love that I forgot to write down. And it's when they're talking about having kids. And Giles says, Rupert's a very strong name. <laughs> and Anya responds with, yeah, if we want our progeny to eat paste and have their lunch money stolen. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's <right>. fantastic. <laughs> and he's just like, Hey. <laughs> and he kind of puts his head down and looks off to the side like I ate paste and I had my lunch money stolen but it's okay I'm, I'm look, look at me now I'm so much better now <laughs> I'm fine I'm respectable <laughs> whatever Anya whatever Anyanka right <laughs> so then they just keep talking about like the future and all this stuff and you can see Sanders heart race like his chest is starting to heave and Buffy takes him outside and he actually says sweet mother oxygen oh my god like dude you really shouldn't be getting married no like this that should have been it right there for like Buffy should be like you know what you don't don't do this because you are not ready clearly you're going to fuck over this woman and And Raven if you guys remember Raven's my sister she we were talking about this episode earlier this morning and she was mentioning how much Xander has never really gotten over Buffy Mm. and that's a lot of the problem that he has like you know and in the musical Anya makes a mention of it and we talk and in the wedding episode there is a big deal about him and his feelings for Buffy right and I think he is starting to panic because I don't, and even in the comic, like, did he get with Dawn just because he couldn't have Buffy? Mm, probably. He's just not ready. He's not willing to admit it fully to himself that he still holds that torch for her. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's, it's, it's very, very apparent in just about every, every way that he responds to her, especially with the whole like spike thing. Mm-hmm. And, it's not it's much more than just she's my best friend and I care for her. It's like 
you know, you still want to, you still want to hit that Xander. Let's just, yeah. <laughs> let's just There's an episode later in the season that really shows that. And right. it's, it's, if I were Anya, I'd be super offended. Yeah, absolutely. I, I should have called it off a long time ago, called off the engagement, just mm-hmm. gone about it. Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, like why Anya would allow herself to be pulled through this with Xander. Like, she spent right. thousands of years as a vengeance demon, and she saw all sorts of hearts broken. Yep. And In these women, very situations. Right. And all these women that were taken advantage of and just dis- disregarded by men and... She still like she didn't catch any sign. There were no, there was nothing. There were no warning signs for her mm-hmm. that she just. Uh. I find it hard to believe. Right. So there's one thing we forgot to talk about earlier, and it's that Buffy mentions to Giles back at the beginning of the episode that maybe she should go patrolling. And mm. Giles is like, "Come on, of every night, this is the one night you get off." And right. Buffy's like, "Really?" <laughs> what about costumes taking over your personality or weird tiny little Irish fear dimity things? What about that? And he says, well, I guess history is, will show that if anything calamitous should happen, it'll happen to one of us. Right. <laughs> Which is a great point and mm-hmm. it's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> so after rescuing Xander from the engagement party for a minute and getting some air with him, Buffy decides that it's also a bit stuffy in there for her and she needs to get out. Mm. She's ready. She's hit her peak of people for t- for the day. So she wants to, she says she's going to go hit up Spike and go patrolling. And she takes mm. off. Yep. And very shortly after that, we get a really gross scene with Dawn and Justin and how she's cold and he gives her her jacket. Ugh, we don't care. Ew. More importantly, back at the house janice's mom for whatever reason has called giles finally finally and she's like where's janice i want to talk to her and he's like what huh don said she was staying there then janice's mom pulls some shit and starts yelling at him i guess because from what we see he's like well you didn't know either right exactly (laughs) like oh I'm not even supposed to be here. I don't live here. Right. Dawn's not my child. So don't raise your voice to me. Like, I'm not the one you want to talk to. <laughs> Let me get Buffy. Right. Oh, wait, she ain't home. I'll have I'm, her call you back. Right? I'll leave her a message. <laughs> I don't like your tone, ma'am. Right? <laughs> so then it's time to rally the troops and find her because... <sighs> It's Tuesday. Ton must be in trouble. So I think and, that Anya and Xander are supposed to stay there. Willow and Tara are supposed to check downtown, and Giles is going to go find Buffy to go get her or whatever. Which okay, um, how about Anya stays there because it only takes one person to answer a phone, right? <laughs> Xander's a grown man who can go out on his own, and so Anya's, Anya's a grown woman. She could probably go out on her own too, but uh, the both of them don't need to stay there. Yeah. Nope. We need as many people out looking for Dawn. Exactly. And out of curiosity, whatever happened to the pager Buffy had in season one? Never to be seen again. Yeah. And never again. Because we could have just beeped her. Right. There have been so many opportunities, so many opportunities where that beeper would have come in handy. Mm-hmm. And right now, I think we're, this is what, 2001? So like yeah. cell phones were just now starting to become everybody's thing and blackberries right so if anybody should have had some sort of device right get her a long range walkie talkie I don't care right right (laughs) so many opportunities like the the Slayer starter kit should come with a beeper yeah uh, I think what like uh are, is Dawn an old boy making out in the mm-hmm. yep, yep, Dawn's yep. parking and she experiences her first kiss super icky and she, she even says like it, my tongue was all weird yes yes it was it was <laughs> I'm sorry I hope you didn't have to film that more than once because it was it looked like he was eating your face it looked gross I know I know and I, I hope that that wasn't Michelle Trackenbaum's first, first kiss, kiss. <laughs> Gross. Probably. Because she's it like, what, 40, 
15? Yeah, I think she was 15. That's got to be so... I mean, I guess depending on who it's with and how it goes, it could be... It, it, but it, I just feel like it's got to be terrible because you got, like, what, 100 people staring yeah. at you? Unless you're Kirsten <laughs> at the Dunst time. and your first kiss is Brad Pitt. Bitch. Right? <laughs> and she didn't like it. Like, she complained about it. Well, but I mean, if you watch that movie, she's like a grown woman grabbed his face. And- <laughs> right. Like, there, that was... She was not a 10-year-old in that movie. Like, for real, for real. Like, <laughs> so Don's, like, making out with old dude, and he's being, like, I don't know. I guess he's supposed to be super sweet and understanding right now and all that stuff, but I just find him ridiculous. And <laughs> When they're walking around and she's talking, or they're sitting in the car, and she's, again, talking about how cold she is. This is Southern California, people. It can't be that cold. <laughs> like I understand it gets a little chilly maybe a bit nippy in right. Southern California at night but when I think cold like she's shivering cold she's probably just there's a lot of anticipation like these are nerves it's not she's not cold she's just like like ah everything is just all like shivery and bottled up in her head <laughs> and it says shiver me timbers so <laughs> but he mentioned she says something about like yeah it's cold and you know aren't you cold too and he's like the cold never bothered me and i was like okay elsa <laughs> and then they go on to talk about he says and it, <laughs> he says he just wants to taste her uh, inappropriate at this age inappropriate that's not okay. That's a red flag, red flag. Mm-hmm. That's not like I would like cause for concern, like for like for a grown man to say it to me. And right. A, it's like, eh, <laughs> I guess that's kind of, uh, no, I don't like the way you phrased it. Phrasing. That's right? just not. <laughs> and plus you're in a car. Turn the heater on. Right. <laughs> Turn the heater on. But then for whatever reason, I guess because she figured in high school, this is where I would have gone. Willow takes Tara to the bronze to look for Dawn. I mean, sure. But and, I guess kind of makes but, but Dawn's not allowed out of the house. Like, they <laughs> went to the bronze every night when they were in high school. But they don't True. let Dawn go out. True. So she's not going to the bronze and she's not going to parties. I don't care what she says. <laughs> she's a liar. She's a liar. I- at this point, yeah, I don't think Dawn has ever stepped foot in the bronze or would have had no. a reason or been able to because by now, because yes, the bronze grew up to <laughs> to fit them as they grew up because it started off yeah. as a coffee house. Everybody, yep. every age is welcome. But by now, it's a full-blown bar and nightclub. Yeah. So Dawn wouldn't have been able to have gotten in there. No, and I think for Tara's birthday, she had, it was like they carted her and she had like a big old X across right. her. Yeah, arm. it was like a special occasion kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, so and that was her time there because she was like, "Oh, this place is cool" or something. So cool, right? So, what makes you think she would just go there? So t- Willow gets the idea. You know, there's a lot of people in there, and she goes up to the balcony and she says to Tara, "What if we just shift everybody that's not a 15 year old girl to an alternate dimension?" Tara's like, "What if we don't?" Yeah, <laughs> how about no? How about no? That's not the best thing. How about you just go do a locator spell for Don? Right, right. I mean, we you know how to do this. We've done it right. before. Why is this so difficult? Like, uh-huh. why do you want to keep the ante? <laughs> you got to shift fuckers to different dimensions. Right. <laughs> so then they start getting into it a little bit, and. Uh, I learned from the Buffy wiki that when they're talking about, she, you know, Tara starts talking about how Willow is abusing magic again. And mm. she didn't mean that. That is too far. That's just too far. Right. And Willow mutes the crowd by saying sakat, which is Arabic for silence. Ooh. I did not know that. No. And so they argue a little more and uh, Willow takes things a bit too far. Too far. You know, Tara makes the statement, you know, you're taking things too far and what do you want me to do? Just keep my mouth shut? Sit back and keep my mouth shut. Right. And Willow's like, for that would be good for starters or something like that. Yeah. Like, yep. And I probably would have pushed her over the balcony. Yeah. Um, like, you know what? Fuck you. Right. <laughs> Fuck you and your abusive magic. I'm out. 
I would have packed my shit that night. Uh-huh. There's no way. You got a lot of nerve. Right? <laughs> but instead, Tara's like, you know what? If I didn't love you so, so damn much, I would. And then she says, Takala, which is Arabic for talk. Oh. And it unmutes the crowd. Interesting. Very interesting. And Willow immediately is just like, ooh, I fucked up. And that's like the second time where, she, where it's like a different Willow comes out. Like, mm-hmm. cool. And just says something real nasty, and then she snaps out of it, mm-hmm. and it's like, "Oh, my bad." I, ooh, I don't know what happened. Yeah, Tara, Tara, no, 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 Tara, Tara, and Tara's just like middle finger up right. <laughs> while she's walking away, like, uh, nope. <laughs> Buffy has gone to Spike. She is no. What ha- Buffy was like walking on the street, and then she just sees an ambulance go by, and then that causes that's a cause for concern. Which what? <laughs> so she yeah, follows it. Why? <laughs> I don't understand. Don't see normal ambulances going by, like people with heart attacks and you know right. things, just like kids broken arms. Like not not all of the ambulance trick trucks are going to have vampire victims, but this one did. This one did. So she sees that this woman was bitten in the neck. She goes off to find Spike. She goes to crypt and you know just fucking again like doesn't knock she just barges right in and that really really bothers me like i know he's a creature of the night and it's still his home <laughs> right he even says that's called trespassing right and what was he watching he's watching like some old know. monster movie like i couldn't tell like it was the was the person like eating something i don't know <laughs> Because I was half expecting to see, I guess they couldn't get the rights, but I was half expecting to see The, the Great, Great Pumpkin. pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been so cute. <laughs> so Giles is wandering around the cemetery all by himself. And I love that he's like, cemetery, Halloween. Yeah, this is going to end well. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think he immediately trips over something. <laughs> yes. yes, I love him so. <laughs> Bloody brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and he sees this... Uh... A girl being bitten, getting attacked, and he immediately thinks it's Dawn. He's like, oh, my God, Dawn. And he's like, snatches the dude off, but it's Janice. Mm-hmm. She's like, fucker bit me. <laughs> She's so mad. She does kind of look like Dawn with her head down. Yeah, yeah. And I don't like that Zach is like, you know, because she is like, fucker bit me. And he's like, like, you weren't asking for it. Right? I'm pretty sure I wasn't. And Giles says, I'm fairly certain she wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but then Giles has some good fighting here. Dude, this is like the best fighting I've seen Giles do. Like, isn't isn't there like a full-on, like, drop kick that he yep. does or something? They like, rolled down the hill together and he drop kicks him into a tree. Right. It's like, damn, Giles, you've been working out. This, you doing mm-hmm. some fight training over in London? <laughs> like, what was, what's going on? And of course, he's like, okay, I've taken care of yours, but where is Dawn? Right. And Dawn has just discovered that Justin is a vampire while they were making out. Right. He popped the vampire boner. (laughs) And she's off. What's really irritating to me is that he's just like, come on, I like you, though. Right. Don't you want to be like eternal vamps together? Don't you want to be too? It's just, it's, you're special. There's something different about you. Blah, 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 blah. And I think, does Giles find her? Yeah, he's like, I bet you say that to all the girls. Right. <laughs> Comes out strolling like like a demon hunter, like Ripper walking out there like, I'm going to handle this one too. Get it, Giles. But what he didn't realize was she was parking in a vampire hot spot, apparently. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, this is this is their hunting ground because there were like ten cars full of vamps mm-hmm. just out there. Ten cars full of vamps and one poor poor couple <laughs> that like, parked I'm in the wrong spot. I get some. Yeah, I was just trying to get some tonight. That's <laughs> <laughs> and Giles is like, okay, I guess we're gonna have to do this. He's like, fuck. He seems to be. I'm, I'm outnumbered, but then in like. Spike shows up. Nope. Mm-hmm. I got this you, boy. I have a game where can anybody play? <laughs> <laughs> and he's got Buffy in tow. I don't know how they just stumbled upon this location either, but whatever. It's convenient. Right. And Buffy <laughs> is so pissed. She re- dawns on her. What's happening? <laughs> you were parking with a vamp? I didn't know he was dead. Oh. It's like, I- met him to, I just met him. She's like, you were parking with a boy you just met? 
then I do have a, um, there's like a, it's not really a burn, but it's. It's more it's, like a. Yeah. <laughs> and Dawn is like, oh, like you've never fallen for a vampire. And Buffy says that was different. And she says, it always is when it's you. Ooh. And that's pretty much how every sibling feels. Right. Exactly. Yep. And so Buffy's like, did anybody come here to just make out? And this one couple raises their hands and she's like, oh, that's sweet. You run, (laughs) you scream. And we get a nice big fight. Yep. Big old fight. All of the vamps thinking that they can take him on. And I'm really like, for whatever reason, I'm kind of disturbed mostly by the one vamp with like red curly hair. She's got like that weird V-neck sweater. (laughs) She just seems misplaced to me. So everybody fights, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Dawn, for whatever reason, she goes out in the opposite direction of where her sister and Giles and Spike, her protectors, are. And she's like wandering off. Uh, yeah. She's wandering off in the woods somewhere. And Justin thinks it's a game. He's like, ooh, and he catches her, tumbles her. And he's like, trick or treat. Give me something sweet to eat. Bark. <laughs> Still talking his talk, you know, blah, 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 blah. And uh, Dawn's <sighs> feelings are hurt because she thought he really liked her. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, what you're concerned with right now. <laughs> this dude is this vampire is on top of you and he's about to eat you. But she stakes him with, I don't know, a chopstick or something. And uh, uh, Dustin, she looks like she's about to burst into tears. And I'm more annoyed with her more now more than <laughs> Right? Because she's so upset. But I guess if you look at it like you're a 14 year old girl, the first dude you kiss, like imagine the first dude you kiss when you were 14 if you had to kill him. (laughs) Like, not just like break up and never talk to him. And I think that's something that they don't really, somebody should have sat down and talked to her about the fact that she just killed someone. Right. (laughs) Right. Like, I think this might be the first vampire she, I can't remember, but. I, th- I think so because usually it's in anytime there's any sort of danger it's like Dawn look away Dawn right. go over here Dawn hide back here so I don't think she's ever really has gotten a chance to fight or defend herself right and it's like, a crossbow piece that she stabs him with uh, that's what it is okay I don't know where she got it or if she was just holding on to it while she was running away yeah. but they should Maybe. talk to her about the fact that she just killed her first crush Right. But no, we get home and we yell at her <laughs> for what she did. <laughs> I don't even think it even ha- happened yet. Like, she's in the dining room and Giles is, like, icing his jaw. And he's, like, telling Buffy's like, you need to sit down with her and, you know, tell her this kind of shit can't go down anymore. Or just, like, she needs to know that there's repercussions and blah, blah, blah. Basically, Giles I bet. I'm so glad you're be- you're all behind that. Take care of it. Let me know how it turns out. Peace. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, no, no, no. And there is some major shade. Like, everybody goes home, you know, Buffy, uh, Spike is like, I'm gonna go home. Something about Big Bad's not venturing far from their crypts on Halloween. Right. Xander and Anya are like, we're out. We're done. Right. right. And Xander, uh, Tara and Willow are... <laughs> Tara is just like... Right? She's like... <laughs> throwing some shade at Willow. Oh. A normal friend would be like, are you two... Right, because right. she makes very clear. She like stomps her, like Buffy's like, thanks guys, whatever. And then T- Tara stomps across the room past Willow. She's like, I'm just glad Dawn's okay. And she like turns around and just like stares and stares Willow mm-hmm. down. <laughs> yeah, some friend would have been like, you guys want somebody want to call me later? Right, let me right. Okay. Need to talk. Um, do you want to sleep in my room tonight? Uh, I'm- which for that split second, I forgot that they lived there. Right? <laughs> Why are you still here? <laughs> so Giles immediately puts on his dad hat and he goes in and Dawn is like, is this the part where you tell me you're not angry or just disappointed? <laughs> and he should have just been like, yep. Yeah, bitch. That's exactly what it is. Yep, because no, you- I don't want to do this. This is not my job. <laughs> That's what he should have said. He's the the parental proxy is who Giles is, really. And he's just like, yeah, it's just it's guilt. It's just like, oh, I want 
right. to succeed in life. And, but you, you know what? It, it's basically his song. Mm-hmm. It <laughs> that, is. That he sings in the yep. episode. And it's like, you know, he wants to still, still wants to protect her, still wants to make sure she makes good choices and has everything she need, needs to be successful. It's just that he's, he's doing He's doing everything to make sure she's successful in life, except for letting her be successful in life. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just like, this is just like a very overly dramatic, you know, this is like the normal 19 to 25 year old trying to make it out in their world with uh, a parent who's still doing for them. This is just set in the world of magic and vampires and stuff. And so, you know, it's just all the same kind of thing where you want to be treated like an adult, but yet... Yep. What if mom and dad stop paying my bills? Right. So it's just it's just this weird thing. <clears throat> yeah. We end very oh, this the way this episode ends is part of the reason that I find it so good. And it ends with Willow and Tara who I don't know why Tara just didn't sleep in a different room, but Willow's trying to apologize and Tara's basically saying it's not that easy. Like can we just go to right. sleep? I don't right. want to talk about this anymore. All right. Well, you should sleep in a different room then. Yeah. But I'm but, just saying. Like, because I'm, I'm not trying to cuddle with you. I don't want it like, and I'm not right. trying to be all stiff and miserable trying right. not to touch all you. Right, all night long. <laughs> like, this is, you're drawing a line down the center of the mattress. Right. Like, don't cross it. Don't, don't let a toe come over this line. <laughs> but then Willow, to me, turns into a villain right here. Yep. Absolutely. Because she then proceeds to cast a spell to make Tara forget the fight that they had. And as soon as she climbs into bed, Tara's all like, ooh, your feet are cold. Ooh, let me snuggle with you. So messed up. So messed up. Especially when, and Tara will make this point later, you know what Glory did to her. Right. Right. And you're going to fuck with her memory? Yep. That's just eventually as we all know get back together again but i don't see how yeah there's no way i would have been able to forgive her for all that uh-uh because she did it not once twice, twice. The disrespect the violation the just disregard mm-hmm. there's just so many advantage of tara and took her for granted and yeah like a course in there and fucked up and i don't know how tara was ever able to forgive her and, and move on i don't either <clears throat> and then that's it that's it that's the end of our episode Yippers. so there was a song this week yes <laughs> they were just I mean they were standing around they were just their uh, makeshift party yes <laughs> they were listening to everybody got there something by Nikki Costa which was like basically a song for commercials yeah. <laughs> during that time <laughs> it really was it got oddly popular and I liked it I mean, it wasn't bad, but it's like, I feel like I only, I mostly heard it on commercials. (laughs) Yeah. But it seemed to me that this is the start of when they actually started playing popular music on Buffy as well. To get a little bigger budget. Yeah. The musical department. Um, And like, it's Tara or no, it's um, Willow, Xander and Anya are just terribly dancing to the song. (laughs) And I'm just. It pulls me out of the whole entire episode for those <laughs> 30s. That was happening. I'm like, what are they doing right now? <laughs> Which they do it again at the bronze. Yeah. Uh, I think when Buffy gets a job, go a little further in the season. Because remember, he pulled his funky monkey, his funky dance monkey. Yeah, uh, yeah that's right. <laughs> ugh, ugh. We had quite a few bodies drop this week. Kaltenbach got drained by Justin. A bunch of vampires that, for some reason, the Buffy Wiki actually knows their names. Strange. Zach, who we knew. Christy, Maria, and Glenn. Okay. Okay. We're all dusted by Giles, which, good on you. You got four this week, Giles. Buffy only had one. (laughs) Like, what were you doing? Right. (laughs) Because I swear there were at least like 10 vampires there. Right. <laughs> How did she only get one? Right. Carl was dusted by a cro- by Spike with a crossbow. Uh, another one that Spike killed. So he got two. And, oh, I guess Buffy did get one. She decapitated it with a car door. Right. And then Justin was dusted by Don. 
This one does pass the Bechdel test mostly because of Willow and Tara's fight. Mm-hmm. Um, By the skin of its teeth again. Yep. So the random trivia this week uh, is we already talked about the Arabic in the spell, but this mm-hmm. is the third Halloween episode in the show's six seasons. The huh? first one was Halloween, where mm-hmm. Spike tried to take advantage of the chaos of Ethan Rain's spell. And then in this in season four, we had the college episode with the frat party. And don't don't put symbols you find in a book on the floor. Like, just <laughs> why? You live in Sunnydale. You know the rumors. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so I, I really like their Halloween episode. I wish they had one a year. Yeah. Like, I don't understand why they didn't. Because um, they were they are. I mean, the first two, I really did like those um, Halloween episodes very much mm-hmm. this one is okay it's fine but yeah i wish they would have had a halloween episode every year and then the moral of the story if your child tells you they're sleeping over at a friend's before you say yes call that person's mother and find out it Basically, literally takes seconds right literally don't uh don't trust your teenagers no and not a text not a text no nope. call a full-on call i want to speak to an adult mm-hmm so let us know what you thought of All the Way. You can send us an MP3 file, less than two minutes, and email it to revisitingsunnydale at gmail.com. We may play it on the air. Or you can just talk to us on Facebook under uh, the, the uh, Revisiting Sunnydale Facebook page or find us on Twitter at Back to Sunnydale. Next week, it's, uh, the, it's the musical. It's what we've all been waiting for once more with feeling. I love this episode so much. Very exciting. Very exciting. All right, cool. So more to come on that. And um, you can follow me, to, uh, Camila, on Twitter at the underscore Rugged Angel. Or me, Marcel, at msphere 7338 All right, friends, until next time, stay sane and healthy and safe and entertained. Mm-hmm.